central to the idea of manhood is the understanding that there is a responsibility of men to do and be better. Specifically, a calling and requirement to be even more socially and emotionally responsive to the needs of our community. Society, our families, our colleagues, our friends are requiring us to be more, to be kinder, be empathic, be vulnerable, be better. It is imperative that men and the people that love them have intentional dialogue and exchanges about the ever-evolving concept of the idea of manhood. What's good, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Five Mikes, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. Uh, welcome to the Idea of Manhood podcast. For those of you that are new, uh, what's up? You know, let me give you that. Yo, thanks for bringing it in. You know what I mean? Uh, for the folks that have been here before, you know, fist bump and all of that. Thank you all so much for um, for for riding it out with me. It's been a while. Um I haven't recorded a new episode in about six months, and over the next few weeks, you know, you'll get some insight into where I've been, what I've been doing, um, and all of that, but, um, you know, we have, I have, I say we a lot, for those of you new, uh, just know that if you're hearing the idea of manhood, it's me, like, it's, it's, I'm doing it pretty much all alone, um, and that's by design, so if I say we, I'm not crazy, I'm just talking about myself, um, but I spent a lot of time kind of restructuring the format of the podcast, right? So in the past, I would come and kind of just kind of just dump a little bit. Um, I would I would dump and and uh, just let it all out, and and that's what I needed at the time. It wasn't necessarily what my listeners needed, I don't think, but it was absolutely helpful for me. Um, during uh, that time of my life. And so now I'm, I'm just trying to refine. And I think that is, um, that's something that is important to me for the podcast. But in the many areas of my life, being a little bit more refined, being a little bit more direct with my words. And even as I'm saying this, saying a little, being a little bit more is too verbose. Just saying I need to be more refined. And so things like that. And this is the journey that we're going to be going on. Um, but I've restructured the, the, the podcast to be in five segments. Right. So let me explain the five segments. And I'm going to go through this podcast, this intro podcast, this rebrand, and share with you the new format that I'll be going through every week. We're going to keep these episodes to 30 minutes or less. Okay, um, just something I picked up along the way. The long format podcast is cool if you have two or three people. Uh, with just me, uh, it's not that exciting. I, I, I acknowledge that. Um, but yo, that's what changes for you come and you learn and, and then you make changes. So um, I'm going to be starting off every podcast with a segment called the fist bump, right? And that's just an acknowledgement, um, something that stuck with me, an opening word, a powerful quote, just to let the audience know we're on the set, like where I'm coming into this uh, episode. And so the quote I want to share today is by one of my favorite authors, 
a social worker by trade and just a researcher. Her name is Brene Brown. Um, and she talks about leadership in her new book called Dare to Lead. And the quote that really stuck with me today is, uh, when we have the courage to walk into our own story and own it, we get to write the ending. And when we don't own our stories of failure, setback, and hurt, they own us. Sit with that for about half a second. Boom. So that's the fist bump. So we're going to come into every episode. Just let you know what we're talking about. Um, and, and that's the fist bump. And then the next section we're going to go, the next segment we're going to go into is the barbershop. Right. And so similar to the fist bump, but the fist bump is just an acknowledgement when you walk into the shop. You know, the barbershop is where men go uh, traditionally and and talk shit, talk just it's loud. It's people sharing. And even now, sometimes I don't appreciate the barbershop experience because life is too quick. I don't got time, man. Let's go in and out. But the barbershop historically, especially in the black community, has been a place where like folks can go and talk about uh, just I see it as like it's a it's a mental a space, a safe space to talk about mental physical, emotional wellness and well-being. That's how I see it. And that's how we're going to use it in the Idea Manhood podcast. The Barbershop is a segment we're going to be talking about just how we're feeling, how we're doing, um, what is really sitting with us, what's going on in the news, uh, what's what's affecting us in our daily walks. And so that'll be the Barbershop section, right, or segment. Uh, the next segment we're going to have is called Mr. Logan's Corner. Now, um, Mr. Logan's Corner is going to be the music segment, right? And so why did, why did I choose that name, you're asking? Um, well, Mr. Logan was my first piano teacher, four years old. Now, uh, in 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 Marcy Brooklyn Concord back Concord Baptist Church Mr. Logan was a an eccentric man he was older he was loud i remember him wearing a lot of flair he had a lot of ascots. Um, his sleeves had movement i remember when he would teach like i remember his sleeves almost being like flags <laughs> He was just eccentric. He was just like that guy before we knew that guy existed, right? Um, but what he instilled in me at four years old, even yelling and, you know, hitting my fingers like, no, wrong, no, Michael. Like, that's how he used to talk. He was real loud. Um, <laughs> and I was so shy. And I was such an awkward child. And I was, like, really quiet. Um, but he instilled in me a love for music. Like, he showed his passion to music. Uh to me at a, at a young age, and I think that really sparked, you know, my my desire to to learn and to talk and to play music from playing the piano when I was young, 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 to, uh, you know, playing the trumpet in, in middle school and saxophone in middle school and high school, all the way up through college, you know, performing poetry, singing, dancing, like I love music, and so... Um, for the podcast, we're going to highlight what's popping in the in the music industry. It's a lot going on, and I'm just going to give you my take on 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 what's happening in in Mr. Logan's corner. Um, so that's going to be a segment of the show. The next segment we're going to transition into is called "I Hate the PTA," right? 
Um, I hate the PTA. Look, I'm an educator. I spent 20 years of my life um, in various levels of education. I started out uh, in, in in higher ed. I worked at Salisbury University, University of Maryland. I worked at Catholic University. Um, I worked in college access organizations. I've worked with district government in D.C. Uh, with programs across the country. Um, and now I'm working with an organization where we focus on education from the family side, right, um, and, and, and helping teachers and school systems uh, better engage with families. And so, uh, interestingly enough, this segment being called I Hate the PTA, because ultimately I do. All right, we'll, we'll unpack that on another episode. Um, but really, the, I titled this I Hate the PTA because I do and because many times as a man, it's hard to find what our place is in education, um, in our child's education, in our children's education. How do we uh, engage that's different from what maybe how moms might engage or how women or how teachers might engage? Like, what's the role of a dad in the school? Is it in the building? Is it just at home? Is it, you know, emailing? Is it just with the principal? What What is it? Um, and I... Uh, <sighs> Men, and this is this is my initial. I'm not going to go into it because I didn't really go into many of the other segments today. But men have a very unique and untapped role in American education that no one is really talking about. You know, in, in a way I think is uh, is impactful. So that's what that section is going to be about. Uh, and then the final section is going to be the real T. Okay, so for those of my 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 West Indian, my Trinis, my 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 Caribbean folks, you. You know that raw tea, roti for the Americans. I gotta say, roti. If you want some roti, uh, the raw tea is the uh, it's a traditional tr- Trinidadian food, right? Uh, it's influenced by Indian culture. Uh, it is curry. It's just the, the roti is the actual wrap that you put um, curry beef, goat, chicken, potato, whatever you want, right? Inside of this meal, you wrap it up nice and neat, or you just sop it up with the gravy. You know saying you, uh, it's too much. You know, I know I have, a, you know, Americans, y'all not going really to understand. This is strictly for my West Indians, them, right? Um, but the roti is the meal, right? And 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 I I call it roti because like whenever I get a roti I get excited like it, it makes me feel like oh it's about to go down like whatever it is if I have the roti it's gonna be fine and so um, after you have the roti you don't need anything else right so that segment is gonna be called a roti and that's gonna be like the meat the potatoes you know the main idea and the main segment of what we'll be talking about. Uh, and so that's the that's the format that we're going to take for uh, the Idea Manhood podcast. Now, I think it's important to acknowledge that um, I think we're finally starting to see. You know, I started this podcast in 2015. Uh, I started a GoFundMe, and I raised three thousand dollars, thirty five hundred dollars from. Friends, families, strangers that at that time believed enough in me to, um, to, to have and engage in this conversation. And I don't take that lightly. 
There have been many times along this road uh, with this podcast and getting equipment and microphones and cameras and then, and then, you know what I'm saying? Where I was like, man, F this. No one's listening. You know, I'm just speaking to myself. Like, what's really going on? Um, and this last time where I, I really kind of walked away from it. Um, but what I kept on coming back to is that people believed in me, like people gave their money, they gave their resources to me, uh, trusting that I would have a conversation about the idea of manhood, uh, in a way that would be impactful to listeners. And there have been signs throughout my journey that, you know, I may not have a million listeners, but the people that do listen are impacted by my words, right? And that, I mean, that's so powerful. I don't know how preachers do it. Like, I don't know how, like, you go and you speak in front of a congregation and, you know, people are talking about how you change it. That, that, seemed, that, that power seems, like, overwhelming to me. But I would sometimes just put posts on Facebook or just tell my truth, like not nothing crafted, just like, yo, I had a hard day today. You know, I I, I had I, I show vulnerability and I say, man, like, yo, I don't know what's going on. My kids are getting on my nerves. Like my wife is getting on my nerves. My job is crazy. Um, I feel fat. Like I don't know what's going on. I'm not eating well. I'm not sleeping well. I don't feel like I'm valuable. I don't feel loved. I don't like whatever it is, I'll share it. The good and the bad, not just the bad, but the good and the bad. And when I do that, I'll hit people that I didn't even know were paying attention. And they'll hit me up on the side and they'll say, you know, thanks so much for your words. Thanks so much for that. You know, I didn't know I even needed that. But then I read your post and it changed me for that day. Even if just for that day, I want to approach it a little differently. So, um that that is impactful for me and that's why I came back. That's why I said, you know what? I'm not going to quit. I'm going to refine this thing. I'm going to make it better. Um I'm going to speak to people um that I know are listening and and not really create this narrative like ah no one's listening to me. Ah, nah. No, that's a created narrative that I made in my head. If people listen, cool. If people don't listen, they will. That's my like that's my motto, right? Um I started today's episode, this kind of rejuvenation episode, <laughs> with, uh, with my mission statement. Um, I started it with my mission statement, and I always will. That's my new, that's my new thing. That's my, new, that's my commercial, right? Uh, I want people to know that when they listen to this podcast, exactly what they're going to get, right? I want people to know, like, when you tune in, this is like the overarching message and the way that I'm going to talk about these topics. I will be doing an upgrade in my tech, you know, my techno, my technology. Uh, so I got, I got the camera right here. I got my hip hop hands up in the, in the viewfinder, you know what I'm saying? Um, I will be putting this on. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to put on. I don't know why I'm recording, but I'm going to put it on something for y'all to see after I upload the episode. Um, 
But I want to start every episode with the mission. So I want to be sure that y'all know exactly what it is. And so before we go into the roti today, right, we're going to do a little roti today. We're not going to do a lot because this is the first episode. And I'm, I know I'm kind of all over the place. I just wanted to give you the format so we're crystal clear as to what's going on. Um, and I'm going to get you out of here uh, before that 30-minute mark. But here's the mission again. And I just want you to, um, you know, to, to think through, right? So central to the idea of manhood is the understanding that there is a responsibility of men to do and be better, specifically a calling and requirement to be even more socially and emotionally responsive to the needs of our community. Society, our families, our colleagues, our friends are requiring us to be more, to be kinder, to be empathic to be vulnerable, and to be better. It is our imperative, it is imperative that men and the people that love them have intentional dialogue and exchanges about the ever-evolving concept of the idea of manhood. Right? And so I think what we're starting to see now is that society is calling for us to be better. Right. So everybody talks about the movements that me too, this, that, 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 all of that is that that's great. Like all those titles and all of those, you know, movements, hashtag movements are great. And it's a it's like a tap on the shoulder. It's like a reminder, like, hey, like you got to be a good person. Like, that, that, that's really what it is. So I hear a lot of men like, oh, because of me too, I can't do this. Look, no. It's just that, hey, reminder, don't be an asshole. <laughs> you know, like, be, be kind, like, be respectful. Like, that's all that uh, these movements are asking us to do. And so when I created the idea of manhood, I'm not going to say I started the movement, I'm not going to say that um, I started the movement of men being better, Um, but I do know that when I started this podcast in 2015, there were very few mediums talking about manhood issues at all. And when they did, it was on some old sports beer, bourbon, bacon, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like just some corny, you know, I watch football, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's even when my podcast, you know, the, the older format, when I would just talk, that's a lot of what I was talking about. Like, we got to be more evolved as men. Like, we have to be more, be better, be kinder. You know what I'm saying? Those were, those were the constant themes in many of my conversations. And... As I thought about this first episode, I just wanted to give a little shout out to to the men out there that are that are shells, right? That are shells of themselves. I did not want that to rhyme in the way that it did. You know what I mean? I was thinking about this hit me as it actually as I was in church yesterday, this kind of topic of shells, right? Shells, thinking of shells, S-H-E-L-L-S, right? You walk along the beach and you see shells on the floor. You see on the floor in the sand, in the water, you see shells 
different places. And a lot of us run to the shelves because, like, oh, man, I think in the, as kids, like, my daughter loves going and picking up the shelves. Look, Mommy, look, Daddy, a shell, a shell, right? But I was like, ooh, look at that. The colors, it's so nice. Ooh, look, ooh, the shells, right? And as I was thinking about this in this first back into the podcasting realm, what are shells, though? Shells are the reminder, in my mind, like shells are the reminder of like there was life attached to this pretty thing at one point in time, right? Like a shell is like a leftover from what? A a clam, an oyster, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Like it's a leftover from a living thing. And sometime across you know, the water and the erosion and the sea and this and around, you know, the shell became detached and it just became a pretty thing laying on the beach. And a lot of times you get a big shell, like, whoa, what was in this thing? But most of the time you get a little crappy pieces of little itty bitty shells that don't look like anything. And they eventually, as we know, turn into sand and, you know, all that stuff, right? But it made me think about us as men. It made me think about, like, how many of us are shells? How many of us are, are shells of our former selves, our, formal, our former lives, and we had energy, and we were a part of something bigger, right? We were a part of something that was alive, And throughout the erosion and the weather and the sand and the beach and the sun, we just kind of detached and became something pretty or not so pretty laying on the beach. My push, I'm not even going to say to you, I'm going to say to myself, is that we have to reinstill life into our shells. If it's something that's kind of remained constant for me, as I think about men in my past, as I think about father figure, fathers, father figures, teachers, even ones that we see on TV, right? There is a constant, there is, I don't know, there is a reminder and a, a, a ex, a, like a, a, it is shown in some way that a man is a shell of himself. So maybe in a relationship, it may be, you know, They have something they really want to tell their wives or their partners, and they don't for whatever reason. Because they don't want to deal with it, right? They don't want to deal with they don't want to deal with the loud and with the conversation, with the argument. You know, I'll just let it go, you know, so I'll just hold it. You know, something they want to tell their kids and like, ah, I'll let their mother do it. Ah, you know, no one listens to me anyway. Like that's like the common sentiment when it comes to 
husbands and fathers that you see all over the place. I'm thinking of my fathers. Like, I'm thinking of so many different examples of men just like wanting to say something or wanting to engage in a certain way. Like, eh, whatever. It's no big deal. Over time, in my mind, over time, the process of doing that is erosion. That's the process that causes us to be shells of our former selves. So I don't want that to rhyme. It didn't rhyme in my head, but it rhymes now. All right. Um, so my, my push and what I want you to leave this conversation with is, you know, men like take a, and, and not even just men, but like if you if you're listening to this and your husband, I'm pr- I promise you, wives, girlfriends, partners, boyfriends, whoever you are out there, listen. If there's a man in your life that you love that's of a certain age, I promise you, he's a shell of himself. It's not an if, it's not an oh, but maybe not my man. I'm telling you, he is. Um, and so my challenge to everyone listening is to just do some reflection, like do some assessment, a personal evaluation on how, in what area of my life am I being a shell of my former self or a shell of something I want to be or something better or something different, right? Um, I want you to think about that. And I want you to do one thing this week that is going to, like, bring those broken shell pieces together and bring some life back into your day-to-day action, right? Like, that's where we want to, like, remove the shell and add life, right? We want to, like, whatever it is, wherever you need to, like, reclaim your voice, reclaim your opinion, right? Because so many men I know, like, we'll sit in our hands, like, nah, I don't want to rock the boat, like, I can't really argue or disagree in a way where people are going to, hey, whatever it is that we have to do, and we're going to use this podcast to talk about, like, how to, uh, how to disagree without being disagreeable, like, how to share your concerns uh, with your partner without, like, being angry, or, or if you do need to be angry, how to do it in a way that's still respectful and loving and vulnerable and you know all that stuff these are things that i in my mind that like the reason why we become shells is because we don't have the skill set to share our experiences in a way that has been deemed socially responsible by our society right like by by the people around us and so instead of engaging in ways that we would normally and naturally engage we say ah no whatever i'll sit on my hands on now i don't need that right <clears throat> so um this week find one way that you can uh remove that shell and and move back towards towards being full back towards life uh, uh, in, in all of your relationships. Um, but yo, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this has been, uh, a, a great, uh, a great, uh, I don't know, returning episode <clears throat> in my mind. I say it's great as I do it. Right. Uh, I'll wait for y'all to tell me if y'all hate it or not. 
Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. This is Five Mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings and peace out. 27 minutes and 30 seconds. How you like that, huh? Huh?